and welcome to issue number 12 of Headline Heroes, a comedy podcast where we take today's headlines and create a comic book origin story. My name is Drew Mick. Uh, I'm Nathan Haynes. And I'm Tanner Ackerman. So guys, we're we're back again recording at night after a long series of what felt like millions of episodes in the morning. We've escaped the hellscape. I'm honestly really glad that we're here in this moment uh, recording at night when we're at our mental best because uh, we have a little bit of controversy that we got to handle. <laughs> Tanner, I don't want to put you on blast. I don't want to ruffle any feathers in, in any of our little triumvirate here, but it really is your fault. <laughs> I, I don't see so, how. So at the end of last episode... Well, we were having a little bit of fun talking with each other. You did rank the Blue Collar Comedy Tour comics uh, in order of your preference. And we've had a lot of, a lot of feedback about that and how people saying that you have the wrong order, have always had the wrong order, and you couldn't be more wrong. How, how do you respond to this? Oh, I'm sorry that those Blue Funny Men are fun. I, I know they're ranking better than anyone. All right. If they had grown up watching them as constantly as me, Larry the Cable Guy has his finger on the pulse. Eat his potato chips. <laughs> what pulse is that? <laughs> Okay, Tanner, I gotta ask, how long has Larry the Cable Guy been paying you money under the table? Shut up, Drew. Mm. Anyway, I, well, let's get back to the subject at hand, which is Larry the Cable Guy's chips, and he has a new flavor coming out this week, which is Dump Truck. <laughs> no, Tanner, you can't do this. What? No. I Sorry, stop the podcast. Larry Cable Yeah, I'm doing exactly that. Dump... I mean, here's the thing. Regardless of whether or not it's real, it says a lot about Larry the Cable Guy that I believe that there could be dump truck coming out. Oh, you done got us. You got us. Coming to shelves near you. Now, there's a real there's a real good test to tell whether or not you're actually in the pocket of Larry the Cable Guy. Hey, Tanner, <laughs> what did you think of Jingle All the Way 2? You mean the superior Jingle All the Way? Ah, yes. Okay, okay. so I think we know what's going on here. <laughs> Let me just make a quick phone call. Yeah, take the shot. Mm -hmm. (laughs) All right, Tanner, you just sit tight. (laughs) Now, I don't remember what the rest of your order was, but you started with Larry the Cable Guy, and then I think you went... Do you want to remind us of your of your ordering? Man, I would love to, but all that mattered was that I put Larry the Cable Guy at the top. The rest just... Yeah, that you did do a bad thing. Uh, We did have one one listener write in and say that uh, Tanner's ranking of the Blue Collar Comedy Tour has me tearing my hair out. This is the only acceptable answer. Bill Engvall. Ron White, Jeff Foxworthy, The Audience, Nearby Janitors, Larry the Cable Guy. Tanner, how do you respond to these accusations of uh, uh, about that specific order? I feel like they're not giving like the microphone technicians, the light guys, and all of them enough credit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're right. You know, he's not being, he's really not being inclusive enough. Yeah, so Nate, what are we doing today? What are we doing today? Well, what I mean, do we, do we started here? by doing our... Sometimes I really seemingly... wonder what we do here because we end up going off on some stupid tangent about the Blue Collar Comedy Tour. <laughs> we talk about the Blue Collar Comedy Tour and we joke a lot about, ha ha ha, this is a fun fan cast or something that's not this. But I think we brought up the Blue Collar Comedy Tour or one of its members in at least five different episodes. So I don't know what that says about them, what that says about us. What we're actually doing here, unrelated to the Blue Collar Comedy Tour, uh, is this is Headline Heroes like you said drew and what we're gonna do here drew if you haven't heard this before let me sit you down and let me tell you what it is okay. that we do here i'm gonna sit podcast. right here cozy mm-hmm. uh, so take a seat at, at your feet hold on to the, you're only gonna need the edge of it but i got do you do you have any hot cocoa you summertime i have some lemonade for you but that's it okay okay you scald yourself when i get you hot cocoa you know that when you're older i can trust you you're so so, so right. this is headline drew this is headline heroes cast your mind back over the past week to us collecting articles from across the internet the weird the bizarre grabbing those headlines throwing them in a document and we're going to select one of those at random 
and we're going to use it to create an origin story for a hero or a villain. Now we alternate. Uh, so Tanner is going to tell us what we're going to make this week, and he is going to pick the article for us. So T- Tanner, what's going on? Okay, we're making a hero this week because last week yeah. we made Kindergeist, the kindergarten and Perhaps villain. even a greater villain was your claim of what ranking the color commentary. <laughs> we, we're so praising you, Tanner, as being like a good person. Like we added you into the fiction and then you you, you gone done and, and thrown this Larry the Cable shit at us. And now I think you're the bad guy. I mean, you knew what you were getting into when you when you hired me for this. I do want to put a pin in what dump truck flavored <laughs> chips would be like, but we can discuss that off. I definitely wrote that down to discuss <laughs> later. That is getting discussed. <laughs> anyway, we're doing a hero. And so I'd already selected the article. Um, this week it is number six for you guys. And it is from The Independent. So that ruins the streak of Huffington Post ones. And the article is... Boy who sparked major police hunt after vanishing from his bed overnight is found hiding under his bed. All right. Okay. So he's really good at hiding. Yes, that or he has a power where if he goes under his bed, he can get connected to other beds. So he wasn't actually under his bed. He just traveled somewhere. Holy shit. So it's like the closets in Monsters, Inc. or something. Yeah. Like all the closets are connected. Mm-hmm. Oh, and then and then he goes to the upside down. Well, now that that ip is taken by another source drew yeah i just made that up <laughs> right off the old dome piece that's clearly a seinfeld reference i have been mm. watching a lot of seinfeld lately do you guys remember that episode where george falls asleep under his desk and when he wakes he up in he's up. in the upside <laughs> and he has to fight a sort of interdimensional demon <laughs> oh boy he um how you get i bet he got in trouble with his boss for that one <laughs> um i like that that's cool does he like now, were you describing a scenario where all the bed- beds are connected to each other? Like he can use his bed and go to someone else's bed, or does he use his bed and it connects to all this this one same universe, and then from that universe he can leave and appear at another bed? It's kind of like when it's isn't it in the fiction of uh, Nightcrawler that if he whenever he bamps he like appears in some like hellish universe and moves around in that except super quickly and then reappears in our universe? Yep, that's exactly what it is. So how did we want to do that with this bed? I don't know. I mean, I'm down for the the world that's like in between the beds that he goes to. Are you thinking it's a more like it's it's not as brief as Nightcrawler's visits? It's more like he can go into this alternate universe and he can come out via another bed, but he can also chill in between if he wants. That's what I was thinking. I mean, it could be okay. some sort of it doesn't have to be like a hellish landscape either. It could be kind of like a no. cool. I was going to say, what if he goes there and spends some time wherever it is? And maybe he doesn't age in wherever this place is, but this is the first time he's used his bed portation. I don't know. So is it is it like Narnia? Could be. Yeah, he's greeted by a fawn. Oh, Mr. Tumnus. <laughs> I don't. I don't like. I don't like the idea of it being straight of Narnia, but like a world. I picture something like a cross between a boogeyman esque world where everything's kind of like got a blue tint to it, and it's kind of like. Um, did you ever play the game Pajama Sam for computer? I kind of picture like what he sees the world as. <laughs> Now, no, I've never even heard of this. Now, that's a that's something everyone can relate to. Um, <laughs> a... I'm going to relate to it by looking up uh, Pajama Sam. There on, it is. On Google. You at home can follow along by pulling over and looking it up yourself. I like the idea that he goes in, spends some time maybe trapped in like a uh, some alternate universe that is not ideal and he like has mm-hmm. to survive in there and then he comes back and he's like oh shit there's this whole other universe and what are they planning they're gonna cross over 
and it's up to me. Yeah, that would actually be pretty dope, and that's why he's missing for so long. Yeah, or like he was missing like overnight, and he reappeared like the next morning, but maybe he spent like months down there. Yeah, yeah, that's kind of what I'm thinking. Or he like Jumanji'd and like lived down there, and when he came back, he grew up and was like, he spent decades in there, and then he comes back and he's a kid again, except now he's he's lived his whole life in this hellish landscape. He survived, he's got skills now, and he knows, uh-oh, that universe is 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 dangerously close to th- crossing that threshold and invading he's our universe. Like the, the Doctor Strange of our world, of our yeah. Career. Like he's he's our first entry. Well, not our guest. I guess the, uh, Omen Shaman was our first like mystical entry in the series. But this is like the first one that actually performs and acts primarily in, an, in in a dimension alternate to our own. Yeah, and he's like acts as a gatekeeper for it. And his name is Pajama Sam. Yeah, well, I'm sure that's fine. Now, I, I can't. I honestly, I can't believe anybody from Pajama Sam is still protecting that IP. No one's really going to come after you. There's one guy in his basement. Like, oh shit! An alarm goes off. <laughs> Google searches for Pajama Sam just skyrocketed to three. <laughs> so we, we're going with. A, another universe that's going to try and cross over to our own i like that we don't have to do that that was kind of my, no, 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 my, my no, no. thing I that i went off on so did we, we have, have any a... other ideas that we want to explore i think one that we can one that we could potentially do like in tandem with that is so not only is he is he protecting that world from coming over here but like maybe things he does in that world can influence events in this world so maybe you know he knows that somebody's you know somebody is currently robbing a bank and he can he can kind of flip into this other world and someone is like there's an a different sort of event happening in that world that if he stops it in this world he can stop it in the other world sort of like a a connected event between these two dimensions and perhaps like in the alternate world he has more abilities and can actually do stuff there whereas in this world he is powerless it's like neo in the matrix yeah uh, yeah yeah huh why not so it's but ca- that could also so he he both has to use that world to help our world but he also has to protect our world from that world can we think of any example of like how two worlds there our world there's like a bank (laughs) robbery going on and then how how could he influence it by going to the other world and doing something over there are we talking like direct parallel universe or what no i guess so like what i was what i was kind of thinking was something to the effect of like this this would all be hinged of course on him having abilities that he doesn't have in that world sure the, him having extra abilities in those world but so somebody's robbing a bank in this world or like let's say that somebody is taken hostage so there's a there's a shooter and a hostage okay well you go into this alternate world and now the kid's got like a sword and a blanket cape and like a crown from burger king <laughs> but like they actually have powers in that world that protect him and the the hostage guy is like this huge monster that's like grabbed onto this princess if he defeats the monster in that world like the guy in the other world sort of like passes out or like I don't know, has a cramp in his leg and drops the gun or some <laughs> shit, but like he manages to impact it in some way that is meaningful. He goes to this alternate universe and somehow it goes back in time and he convinces the young gunman to, you know, pursue that that novel. Not give up on that. <laughs> Don't give up on your dreams. Yeah. What you're describing is, is a direct parallel universe, and he just goes over and kicks the guy in the shin. And No, not necessarily. I'm not saying he flips into other universe and it's literally a man standing there. It's not like it's our world but tinted blue and that's it. It's like our world and tinted blue and the, the, the gunman, instead of being a man, is like this 15 foot tall ogre that's holding on to a literal princess. Oh. So he has to like find the alternate event that's connected 
connected to this event in his world. Whoa, okay, and yeah. And solve it in a fantasy or, I mean, it doesn't even have to be fantasy. It can be like literally anything. It's like whatever in a he's mystical, into. crazy world. Yeah, it could just be like some mad Alice in Wonderland kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there we go. That's a good way of describing it. Okay. What what does he get when he goes into this parallel universe? What if like he goes under the bed with like he he literally puts on like a blanket cape, a Burger King crown, and grabs a plastic sword. But when he gets in there, they're all real, and like the crown gives him like super strength, and with the cape he can fly or something like that. And the sword is sort know, of a like sword. a. Uh... He takes relics over with him. Yeah, and they turn mm-hmm. just badass. So it could be like it doesn't always have to be the same thing too. Like say he got a new toy, he'll just take it with him, and it could be something different. Like would he carry like a little t- toy truck through the portal with him, and it and it's a giant truck when he gets to the yeah. parallel universe? Yeah, maybe that. It's kind of like maybe it's it's restricted, but not restricted like to his imagination. Yeah, I'm down with that. Would this parallel universe be like something that doesn't exist without this kid? Oh, like he he made it somehow. Somehow. So it's like it's this is his powers. He creates this world. Yeah, he, he's been able to do that. And he, his his imagination is just so buck wild that it's actually come to life somehow. And he has the ability to influence our world. Exactly. What exactly? Like it, okay, so we have the the hostage situation. He goes into his world. There's an ogre and a princess. What happens? He fights it. And what happens to the guy in the real world? He explodes. Hmm. you cut off his hand and the guy's just suddenly minus a limb or maybe Maybe he talks it down i don't know and suddenly maybe he's able to talk it the ogre down and in the real world this gunman has a change of heart we i think we got to establish something with that what he's actually fighting is like the darkness that's inside these villains oh whoa whoa (laughs) (laughs) holy shit uh so I, I am just realizing now after hearing Tanner uh, talk a little bit more about the idea that this is this is striking incredibly close to the video game Persona 5, which I have been playing quite a lot of. Uh, you uh, Let me just give you a quick rundown of Persona 5. Okay. Uh, a, a bunch of teenagers in high school basically enter an alternate dimension where they steal the hearts of evildoers from their world. So, okay. I mean, it's a parallel idea to our own, but I, I if we want to pursue this one, I think it might might be good for us to figure out some ways that we can differentiate ourselves and if we want to back off the whole alternate dimension monster stuff like let's do it like we can do whatever you guys want to do maybe Ooh. there's let me pose this what if Hit he me. goes into this alternate universe it is still kind of like a weird offshoot of the real world it's except he mm-hmm. kind of created it in his mind but like whatever he does over there isn't really it doesn't influence what's going on here Instead, what he's doing is these alternate beings like are people's like evil versions, maybe or something like that. And these evil versions are trying to break out kind of like what I was getting at before and come into the real world. And maybe if he if one does get in the real world, then it's this kid like he it becomes his agenda. It's, It's his responsibility to defeat it or send it back or something like that. Otherwise... Um, it's just him in this other world trying to keep this darkness at bay. So he's created this world inside of his own mind, but he maybe he's such a talented psychic or whatever you want to call it that this world actually became extant and sort of absorbed the evil in the hearts of particularly bad people from our world. And there's they're trapped in that alternate dimension, but they want to escape. Want to so he's sort of like the prison warden of this dimension having to keep them in maybe i mean prison warden in a figurative sense not like literally he's trying to keep them in is that kind of what you were saying that'd be kind of cool 
And then all hell breaks loose if he, well, maybe not all hell, but bad <laughs> things happen if he manages to fail. How does and he, like, if they get out, how does he stop them? Does he have to do something in the real world? Maybe there's something he has to do in this parallel world. But basically, this kid is worthless in the real world. I mean, maybe if a, a spirit gets into the real world, then he needs the help of another hero to sort of help him banish it back to the dimension where he can fight it on equal footing. This could be an opportunity for us to loop in another hero if we wanted to. Yeah, I was also just thinking, like, what happens if some of our creations, like, what if their evil side or their darkness, whatever, escapes and, and comes into them? That would be a good episode. Or issue like Bushido Sobo, the, the evil that hurt lurks in the heart of Bushido Sobo. Oh, there's so much evil in there. Tanner, you're quiet. What are you thinking? I don't know. I I wonder if this is too restricting because he can't do anything outside of this alternate world. Mm, Yeah. I mean, I guess even Doctor Strange can do stuff in this world. Well, one other thing that you had first mentioned before I said, like, the world's under the beds is that he's just super good at hiding. I mean, that could be a power in the real world. So... Would we just add that on there somehow? Possibly. I mean, maybe he gets a power from going into that world. There's some sort of weird radiation in this parallel world that gives him stuff. Yeah, there's like a space with radiation in there. The, oh, yeah, there it is. Like he's most <laughs> powerful in this in this uh, parallel universe. Maybe he has to charge his powers in this universe. Hmm. Okay. So it, it could even be like you know when Superman goes into the phone booth and comes out in his suit, like maybe he dives under the bed, comes back out. He's got that dope Burger King crown that's giving him powers for a little bit. Hmm. I like that. Yeah. So it's like that's where the source of his power is, but he can do those things outside in the real world. And maybe it's really it's more of his main thing is he's fighting things that come out from other kids' beds. So you know how like kids always think there's monsters under their beds. Oh, there's monsters well, under the beds. Oh shit, there really Tanner, is. This is a really good idea. <laughs> so like that's his his mo. If he has to fight other monsters from underneath other kids' beds. All right, so instead of the monsters escaping their world and, like, coming into our world by, like, invading their parallel self, uh-huh. would it be just, like, the monsters escape their horrible universe and they come out from under the bed and it's this kid becomes the, the bed guardian? While other kids got monsters under there, he was the one who managed to have the strength to have this sort of, like, power under his bed that he could tap into. While other other kids, they're hiding under their sheets, you know, and if, if any uh-huh. bit of their skin, ooh, if any bit of their skin is exposed, the monster's going to get them. This kid <laughs> was just like, no, fuck that. I refuse to live in this fear. And he dove right under there. Mm-hmm. So yeah, and then the monsters, than all of us. the monsters can be like, you know, personalized to each kid's fears. So like under Drew's bed, a clown comes out. Well, okay. A clown monster. I'm going to go sleep at my parents tonight. <laughs> but I mean, seriously, like, you know, obviously that's a big fear of kids. There, there's definitely going to be a clown monster at some point. So it's, are we going to abandon like the dark counterparts of people and just do like everyone's worst fear? It's I, I, I like that. Yeah, I really universe. like that. The whole symmetry of he's fighting the monsters under other kids' bed is from under other kids' beds is a really neat thing that I like. So right. does he have any powers in the real world? We want to do that that recharge thing. He's yeah. I like yeah. the idea that he does have some powers here, but he is just super powerful in the other in the the parallel world. So are we going with the parallel world? I was kind of I'm kind of confused where we're maybe, at. Maybe maybe the fear averse. Yeah, so that's where he will send them. But, you know, there's a lot of ways out, so monsters keep escaping. But, like, he gained his power in there. Like, I don't know, maybe one night he went under his bed and 
and went to that world and like he saw this is cheesy but like a sword in the stone and like he pulled it out and then boom he got his powers then or just like no 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 human has ever been to this universe so he's he's reacting to this universe in such a way that he's he's gaining his abilities maybe the fact that he chased this monster under the bed kind of broke things over in the, with the connection between this universe and our universe and that's making more monsters come through so he he, he sort of like opened the yeah. seal by going from one world to the Maybe other just a little bit so now he's he's working to try and close that like oh shit this whole season two of flash yeah i was gonna say digimon but that works that's yep digimon too all right so uh what does this kid get your typical fan i like fare? the idea I mean, do we want to retain any of the idea that whatever he maybe like whatever he takes over with him sort of is a tool he can use when he comes back over the crown and the sword and a cape uh, like a blanket? cape. Yeah, no, I want to keep that. I liked that a lot. There's got to be some sort of restriction to it because he's just like he's not going to go over there with like a little firecracker and come back with a fucking nuke. Well, and yeah, a nuke's a bit. Oh, much. I think you you limit it to like common sense. But yeah, sense I mean, basically, you, you, get the idea. you can think of things like if he brings a bucket on his head underneath there, he comes back, he's gonna have like some dope helmet or something. Okay, mm-hmm. so it's he doesn't get enhanced at all. It's just these things that come back with him. Well, those things can enhance. I, I imagine he has the to be enhanced gonna... to a degree in order to wear the stuff. Like if he comes back with a dope ass helmet, he can't be a nine year old. Like he has to have the strength to carry all this stuff and use it without falling over. Because him spending time over there, he like grows up a little bit he comes back mm. he's a full-grown adult and as he he fights and uses this energy in his fights he cut he reverts Holy back to a shit. kid do you guys remember did you guys ever watch power rangers like the third season turbo where one of the power rangers was literally a child yep. who when he morphed became a man yes <laughs> is that kind of what we're so imagining it, it gets um shazam yeah kind of like shazam where he's okay. like an adult there we go. Kid. We found that we found it. Did we want to maintain? We talked about this universe only came out through his uh, through his mind, but maybe we should ditch that because now it's kind of yeah. So. It's Let's the sphere that. universe always existed, and he's just he's just mm-hmm. crossed over. Yes. All right. Uh, what else do we need to talk about? Boy, howdy! What? So we don't have a name yet, but po- so powers are. Do, okay, does he get older he a gets little older. bit and more he gets beefy once he comes back yeah. out? Mm, so beefy. It's like maybe this kid was running around during that night he was gone, but his parents just didn't recognize him. Yeah, could um, be. He gets items that he takes with him can change and become more powerful based on to use when kinda, he comes back based on what they are. Is it like whatever he's thinking or just kind of whatever whatever happens happens? I think that's that'd be kind of fun because i mean i think in that way that could be one of the ways you artificially avoid a nuke he's a yeah he's He's not thinking about nukes he's thinking about one of those comical giant explosive like black bombs with a fuse coming out of it like you know he's not thinking of a nuke that's going to destroy the entire city he could use these these powers for bad but no he is the guardian he's a good he's a good boy okay so the or as far as how he got the powers he Went under his bed, was brave when he saw the sword in the stone and pulled it out. Is that kind of what we wanted to go with? So then it restricts. Something like that would restrict just anyone going over in this universe. Because I would love a a crossover where he has to team up with a double shot or something. And they need to go into this fear universe. And what's the stop? Like, what if it's some background radiation what's the stop double shot from also getting these powers something some, some, some MacGuffin over there needs yeah needs to it doesn't occur. have to be a sword but like 
something. I mean, I know it's been done before, but the idea of Sword and Stone is totally I was just going to say, like, if it's a fear universe, maybe there's one point that's just like, maybe it's it's cliche, but like light, light in the darkness or something like that. And he finds it and he becomes, the, oh, let's just hold on just one second. Do you guys hear that? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's the garage door underneath my apartment. <laughs> cool. Okay. Um, let me start that over. He finds the light, the light in the darkness in this fear universe, and somehow he gets it and merges with it. Something like that. Yeah, it's like a, he finds a nightlight and he unplugs it. Why would Fuck he unplug yeah. the nightlight? That's like the not worst afraid. thing. He finds a nightlight and plugs it in. Oh, maybe he plugs the nightlight in. Oh no! Wait, hold on. What you said was actually was more. He profound conquers than his what fear. I said. Mm-hmm. And pulls it out, and the light from the nightlight goes into yes. him. That's, that's cool. the that's only like way cool he image. could escape it the first time. And then he becomes like it's kind of he becomes the portal between this world now, except for the monsters or the fear monsters that are breaking. He's out. the nightlight for yeah. other kids. And yeah, then so that's that's why he's able. He like he could take people with him, mm-hmm. but they need him to get out. So like we haven't really discussed like how he fights or finds the monsters that get out. So I guess I was picturing either he has like a sense for it or he gets alerted of it. And like what he does, he dives into his bed, goes through the bed world and then comes out from underneath the bed where the monster came out from and is like in that kid's bedroom or whatever. And then like (laughs) runs out and chases the monster down. So that could be like why he was missing for one whole night. Are the monsters trying to accomplish anything in this world or just terrorize? They they like fear and so they want to scare okay. people. I think yeah, it's like an evil kids, monsters inc. The, the poor kids that are right there as soon as the monster comes out are probably traumatized for life. Maybe that's part of his powers is he makes them not traumatized. Oh, he gives them the light. Yeah. He defeats the monster, goes back the kid. Kid is still just fucking terrified in the kitchen because he's woken up mom and dad now, of course. Of course. And, mm-hmm. and he like goes up and like just touches their, their forehead or something. And it's just like sleep. You're okay. And then they just think it was a dream. And then he, it, it kind of like helps the kid conquer his fear. It's not going to make the kid, the kids fearless, but like it makes them just a little bit stronger. Yeah. More mm-hmm. ready, more equipped to, uh, if, if this fear should ever be unleashed. Yeah. What's he weak to then? He is pretty powerful. Don't take his bed away. Do, do his, do his abilities work only on the monsters or do they work on like anything in this world maybe it only works at nighttime if the sunrise hits him he's like immediately reverted back to a kid yeah that makes sense because i mean these these monsters are only going to come out at night and that's mm-hmm. that's when he's needed most is when these things come out i mean if if he sees a bank robbery he's not gonna at happening at night he's not gonna be opposed yeah. to helping so there, like but... yeah that could be a plot point though to like not reveal his identity like the sun's gonna rise in like two minutes he has to sprint back to get underneath the bed yeah, or, or get to any bed at all yeah, any, any bed. bed so like he could just bust into a department store and dive under a, one of those display beds <laughs> so we had we had talked a little bit about him needing to get under the bed for a little while in order to basically like for lack of better terminology charge up his powers did we want to stick with that because that could be a t- it's another limitation and like a weakness did we want to stick with that or was that sort of are we abandoning that idea and it's just like it's just the nighttime portion. i think he has to go into the world first at the very least in order to sure. get his powers. But yeah, that's, mm, I that's what we want to do. I'm getting like so into this, this, this discussion we're having. I, like all goofs are out the window. Yeah, I know. Like, right? I just want to flesh this kid out. I, I love it. I had an idea for a name if we want to. Well, let's, let's, uh, let's, let's figure out. That. 
what, what was the question? Do, do we want just like a time limit as well as the we, sunrise thing? So it's just to limit him a little more. We could. I think I think sunrise probably works because it's a time like if he doesn't get under the you know, if he, if he doesn't realize he needs to be out working until 2 a.m. Well, shit, he's only got a couple hours to do what he needs to do. True. Yeah. So I think sunrise works. Yeah. But he does have to go in. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, well, uh, yeah. Let's talk about name then. I also have an idea. But Nate, what 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 do you got? Do you want to say, should we just one, two, three and say it at the do same it. time? Yes. Okay. Okay. Let's do Tanner, it. Tanner, count us down. Wait, are we doing on one, two, three, go? Are we doing let's it on go? Let's do one, two, three, and then say it. Okay. Let me know when you're ready. Okay. I'm ready. Go. All right. One, two, three. Nightlight. Nightlight. Whoa. Oh, my God. <laughs> okay. <laughs> now, this is important. How is it spelled? With a K. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, hold on. Let me just... Is there a wraith in your place? <laughs> the clowns are coming out from under my bed. That's that is fucking ridiculous, but it makes the most sense. You know, I'm yeah. But it, 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 I, I yeah it, yeah. I, I was thinking like fright light, but then I was like, no, no, he's a knight. If he was the bad guy. I'm so maybe. embarrassed because I did not think of that. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> Can we stop it? What are you doing? Uh, we're hearing Drews lose his mind. Unfortunately, on our end, it's not that loud. Like it's just sort of like yeah, a, it's hum a hum that I vaguely hear. All right, I'm back. God, did you get him to stop? Hum. I, I'm like looking out there, like why does? And you know what? Now it's it's open, so, so it's gonna happen again. Well, he's just testing it out. Yeah, this is a garage door. <laughs> so you know what's great about a garage door? Watch as it opens. <laughs> And you know what else? It can close. It's just a light hum, though, honestly, Drew. I know, but it, for me, my whole apartment fucking shakes. That's crazy. Yeah, it's great. It's like plaster comes from the <laughs> ceiling, the walls crack. Like, God, I might even fucking leave the garage door hums in here because it's just fucking hilarious now, I think. Yeah, it is pretty but funny. Also very frustrating. And funny. <sighs> okay, where were we? Nightlight. Nightlight. This is, this is a Headline Heroes first. We, I didn't think it was going to happen when we counted down. We literally got it in one. <laughs> yeah, we actually did. <laughs> we finally got it in one. I can't believe uh, it. A lot of times we sit here for three, four, five, six hours trying to think of a name. Yeah, I heavily edit this down. <laughs> it's true. I'm blown away. Well, now we can spend all that time we were going to spend on names just continuing to flesh this young, the sweet boy out. Oh, I was, I mean, maybe we could talk about like what, what we're doing this weekend, but okay. Yeah. Let's, uh, yeah, yeah. Um, sure. <laughs> let's stick with uh, the, the I'm just podcast log off idea. Real quick. You keep talking though. Okay. So what does he look like? I suppose. I mean, we already talked about like, he's got to be a knight now and we've already kind of talked about sword and Burger King crown. But this podcast brought to you by Burger King. <laughs> Burger King eat fresh. Burger King. Bring on the meat. <laughs> or we got the meat i don't know that's arby's yeah please true. bring on the feet and then <laughs> burger king bring <laughs> the, on the burger feet. king is just he's really he's really he's a foot guy he's a foot guy <laughs> <laughs> damn it so this kid he's most commonly a knight i think it would be fun to do some like you know in some issues he has alternate costumes because you know he was at a fancy party for one of his friends and he got called or he realized after the lights 
like after it got dark that he was needed so he had to crawl under his friend's bed to like go fight to go fight crime so maybe one episode he's he's dressed up in some sort of like he gets there and he's in like a wizard's costume or or something <laughs> like that but just because he was wearing something else when he went under he didn't have his trusty helmet and God! sword and cape <laughs> i didn't even hear it that time you okay drew True. He, okay. He might have, I'm his here. health True? might have actually collapsed. I'm here. I'm here. I hate it when you get like. <laughs> oh man, you know it'd be great is if it opened a third time. It probably will. I love my apartment, but I hate I hate that aspect of it. What about when it's um, not even my garage? A... I can't even put my gra- my car in there. <laughs> you can't put your garage. In there. <laughs> I can't put my garage in there. What about the time that you had a literal barricade of uh, dumpsters surrounding your? Oh, door? that was good. <laughs> That was, um, yeah, that was a little frustrating. I As have, I recall, you just sort of submitted to your fate and crawled in one of the dumpsters to make that your home. I and became a dumpster boy. I'm just a big old dirty boy. For those listening at home, my apartment is situated on top of a garage with four dumpsters outside of it. And one time the garbage people showed up and just positioned them around my door. So I couldn't really, I could get in. I just had to squeeze between two of them. It was gross. And that was the inspiration for Larry the Cable Guy's new chip. Dump truck. Dump truck. <laughs> I, okay, I gotta ask you, Tanner. What, really, what flavor like is potato, dump truck? Right? I mean... Like loaded potatoes? So no, just go ahead and look up Larry the Cable Guy's chip flavors and combine all of them. This <laughs> uh, <laughs> whatever left Rolling, over Rolling from Stone, a batch. Uh, just... rated it. Um, unbearable. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't come in Three bags. It comes, it comes in a tin garbage can. Because fuck you. That's why. <laughs> No, we can't talk about this. No, we need to get back to our nightlight. What's our sweet boy doing? What did you say about costume? Like, it it differs every time. I think he's most often a knight just because that's how he imagines himself with the, you know, he's got the cape and the Burger King hat and the sword. But maybe when he's at different events, he ends up having to sort of go in whatever he's in at the time. And that changes what he comes out in on the other side. I think, though, maybe at all times he's got to have that Burger King crown on him. I think there's got to be a staple. So like he's just always carrying that crown around with him in his back pocket? Yeah, I mean, that can fold yeah, up. Yeah, that's cardboard. Yeah, I'm not, I mean, I'm not disagreeing. That's, I'm yeah. just confirming. I think he's got to yeah, have that, that, but whatever else, he's, he's in his bathrobe. He, he jumps in, and now he's a wizard with a Burger King crown. All right, what else? There- so he got sort of the costume taken care of. Is he just doing this out of the goodness of his heart? Yeah. I think he's just, I think he feels a moral obligation because he spent a hellish night underneath his bed that first night where the police couldn't find him. And he had to, like, in order to get out, he had to conquer his fear and unplug that nightlight and just accept that it's going to be okay. And then he comes, he emerges from that changed and he feels like, oh, other kids are, are victims of this. Plus... What my, my actions of diving in has 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 left the, the the rift between the worlds weakened. So now these things are spilling out, and it's kind of up to me. I'm the really really the only person with the powers and like the capabilities to travel there, and even the the knowledge that this this stuff exists now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that makes sense. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Drew, you're louder than the garage. It's. I'm sorry. I, you probably can't hear it at all. It's just seriously. Everything is shaking for me now. We'll wait. Okay. It's gone. It's gone now. <laughs> right back down. Wow, it's going you, right back down you, you, right now. You were right. I'm, I gotta look at the audacity. Oh yeah, it's definitely picking it up. No doubt, is it picking it up? Sweet. 
anyway all right motivation yeah so like his first like victory or whatever his first time like fighting a monster after uh coming out i was just kind of picturing like his best friend is constantly like sleepy at school and he asks him why and it's because he keeps like getting scared in the middle of the night so he goes in and like um the monster keeps coming out of his best friend's bed or like maybe it's the first time he does and he chases the monster down and defeats him and uh his best friend like he reveals to his best friend that it was him so then like his friend is his like one confidant who knows his secret identity so he's like constantly covering for him so like maybe he's like you know super sleepy in school or late in school and he keeps coming up with excuses for him or he lets him like stay the night at his place so that way he can like fight the things without his parents being worried i like the idea that the monster came out from under the friend's bed probably scared the friend a lot and then like went and terrorized on the town but had to return before sun came up yeah to, and had to go back in under the friend's bed. Exactly. So that's like what kept keeping him up every night. Yeah, that that's good. I did want. I wanted to ask you guys how he probably went in and had and had to f- confront his own fear. What fear did he have that? What if he's afraid of the dark? I mean, that's the, that's the quintessential one, that's right? That's true. Yeah. And it would make his his becoming the nightlight all the more uh, like poetic. Yeah. Yeah. Do you have any other ideas besides besides dark? I didn't. No, I like that. No, that's down. that's it's poetic. So he wandered around the dark for forever, and it was only when he was able to face his fear of the dark and unplug the nightlight that he was able to sort of assume his powers, like Tanner. It's like, yeah. Yeah. So what does this comic book cover look like? Could be a shot of like the a bed and like you can see can see just underneath it and you can either see like his feet like he's going under. So like at the top of the maybe top half of the comic, it's him crawling under the bed. You see his feet. And then like this bottom half of the comic, you can see like the rest of him sort of jumping into this crazy Alice in Wonderland like world with monsters in it. And he's got his Burger King crown on, but it looks like a real crown and he's got his sword out in front of him. And so you kind of see him half in and half out. Oh, that's a really good idea. Yeah. Then nightlight. Is he like? Know, wait, is it like a kid's little little kid in like booty pajamas? Like those are the legs you see, and then as it's emerging, you see, it's a full grown muscular man. I think so. Yeah, it could be instead of like top <laughs> bottom, it could just be side to like side to side. Oh, that's true. So yeah. that way, it's like you know half cut off is like his bedroom and the bed, and the other half's this mystical world, and he's got like a real sword in his hand and stuff like that. And like all around, as he's emerging, there's like little spooky things, spooky faces, and whatnot. That's really yeah, cool. You got like spiders and clowns and other things that people are afraid of. Nate's I humanity, know. I suppose. Yeah, Nate's humanity. Humanity, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the ever looming threat of death. <laughs> Yeah, that's good. I like that. So, do we have any connections? It would be cool to pick out one that we haven't done a lot with since their inception. I was because, yeah. like you had mentioned, Double Shot, but I know we had just done something with Double Shot in the um, Glazed and Confused episode, issue number ten. Is there anyone else who would be a good I'm candidate? I'm trying to think of like what haven't we touched upon? We haven't really touched on Sheriff Coleman, but that's because he's a recluse uh derek let me just der- derek maybe just wants to be left alone derek is also yeah maybe derek's fear comes out from under his bed though and it's people wanting to spend time with him <laughs> they're they're sort of like it's um, his parents <laughs> we're worried about you derek are you eating oh god but as, they, as, they, as they get after him they get angrier and angrier and start to like transform into more grotesque creatures yeah. derek you need to get back to us about thanksgiving <laughs> 
Oh my god! Oh my heart! I'm a little, I'm a little spooked Holy now. Shit, Drew. Don't do that to me. <sighs> you know okay. how I spook. Hey, shh, 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 shh. It's okay. It's okay. We've been doing some spooky things these last two episodes. Mm-hmm. Spooky, scary. There we have. <laughs> and there's always the connection of. So we have Derek. There's always the connection of like any one of those kids from the Mech Gruff episode. Part kids. of the part of the Watchdogs. I mean, they're kids. They have probably have nightmares. We haven't like we haven't really connected things back to Omen Sh- or not Omen Shaman. Uh, Bushido Sobo. Like a except lot. for her, her grandson. Except for that's true, but that was but that's it. Episode three. Yeah, yeah, but Bushido Sobo's old. She's not afraid of anything. She can't it's really true. see. Like something's coming out Part to try of... and spook her, and she's just like, Simon, is that you? <laughs> they're powerless against her. Like maybe she has fears, but she can't even see when they're right in front of her. <laughs> and but then the sword like acts up and starts trying to fight it too. <laughs> I don't know. That could be a good team up. Samurai Bushido Sobo and our nightlight together attacking uh could could this sword be somehow a relic from this something like that so like a, a an item that crossed over and became a samurai sword but then somehow made its way back to our world without losing its form well but then like because like we we've established that this sword is like a conscious entity it has uh-huh. a mind of its own and controls bushido sobo somehow yeah maybe it is a relic maybe some previous maybe so- person who was the defender because maybe the night lights the chosen person and maybe they, you know, yeah. Maybe this is like passed not away. the first nightlight. Yeah, yeah, that could be. And it, we've established that it's an ancient Japanese sword. Maybe mm-hmm. there yeah. was some. There was a previous nightlight who was a samurai. Yeah, he, he died he, in the real world, and his sword got kept its form. It and never, maybe maybe he died in the up. real world, and somehow his sword absorbed him. Oh, a little bit. Oh, yeah. Because then we then we get the conscious. Then we get that consciousness. Doesn't bode so well like for uh, Simon or not Simon, whatever this kid's real name oh, is. Oh, we didn't give him a civilian name. We'll do that. Doesn't bode well oh. because that that alludes towards if he dies in the real world, I think he's going into that Burger King crown <laughs> or whatever. But then it someone else will into. pick up that mantle and maybe start being a hero too. No, but I like that. Yeah, this a is idea. a leftover a relic, one. and it's the former nightlight. Yeah, and then they're kind of like bonded, like bound together, like that uh, Bashida Sobo and, and Nightlight. For for real, yeah, that's cool. Yeah, but we should actually uh, figure out just what's his name. Sport. He's he's afraid well, of darkness. So Johnny Darko. I don't think yeah, that one's taken. One. That's so. a good one. Donald Dorcas. <laughs> Johnny Jarko. <laughs> there it is. His first name could be Sonny. Sonny King. Sonny King. Maybe his last is name just... is literally King, and that's why he keeps around that that Burger King crown. Yeah, I love it. Yes. Okay. Sonny King, aka Nightlight. Okay, Sonny King. Can we talk a little bit about that? This is a really bad news article, all told in the end. Like, mm-hmm. we lost our son, um, but we didn't look good enough, and then we found him. But that, <laughs> the really... police fucking <laughs> failed, too. I know. I guess that, that in itself is, I guess, sort of a news story worth noting. Like, our police are not very good at finding. They didn't even look under the bed. Maybe they live in that town of idiots. Who knows? Oh, my God. <laughs> We just did that, though. I feel like. Yeah, that's true. That's true. I think we have a great connection with Bushido Sobo. Yeah, that's mm. we've been doing. We have been on point with like the last four or five episodes, tying it back into other stuff. Good yeah. job, What is the official guys. name of that other world? Do we have an official one? I kept calling it the Fear Universe, but. I guess I, I'm good with that. I, don't, I was just curious. Fear. What's the Japanese word for fear? Oh, but that, it's, that, it's that is actually Japan. merited a little more than when it, the past times you have actually joked about it. What if we called the alternate universe uh, Gam Gam Sam Sam? <laughs> I'm smiling so big right now. 
Oh, bringing it back in. Somehow we are getting that in just as somehow we're getting that in. And somehow, like, come holiday season, we're, I'm bringing back up anti-Santa. Oh, good. Can we? I was hoping so. Yes. Guys, we're going to get to do a Christmas episode at some point. Isn't that fun? Oh, my God. We should do a gift exchange. Oh, that would be so much fun. That would be actually hilarious. Let's do it. We could do it like the, the Dreadiverse. Like, I'm just looking up. The Dread Zone? Osore is uh, Japanese for fear. Osore. Maybe back when um, the first Nightlight, he called it that. I mean, are we saying that the one in Bushido Sobo's sword is the first one? Oh, I guess maybe it doesn't have to be. Uh, very I feel like on. this is a position that's been around for a long time, because that fear universe has been around for as long as people have been afraid. Yeah. And maybe... Maybe it maybe then the, since there's been other nightlights, maybe we have to ditch the fact that the him him crossing over created more of a rift. It's just maybe it's just always been this way, and there's always maybe, been a nightlight. And maybe when Bushido or, or Bushido Silva's sword, like maybe he managed to sort of hold it back when he died, like as part of his final death, his death thrall, he managed to sort of seal up that dimension a little while longer and give that kid time to come around. But you, you you're saying know. that there's not been any nightlights between. This this one the the samurai and hmm. Sunny King. I don't know the the we we've tapped into a deep vein of lore here, but I, I don't know the rules that we're working in. We could just leave it open. Mm-hmm. It's a TBD. That's gonna be something we pick up another time when maybe another piece fits into it. Yeah, yeah. We just have established that the samurai, who maybe we should name sometime, but eh, and and Sunny are both nightlights, and it is a mantle that has at least been passed down once. Yes. Yes. Agreed. Okay. Did we want to keep well it done. fear fear universe, or did we actually want to go with the dread zone? We can noodle on a little bit longer if you want. Up to you guys. It could be the terror verse. What would a what would a nine year old call it? How old was this kid? Spooksville. He, <laughs> he's nine. Yeah. We could call it the terror verse. Uh, dread zone's kind of good. It's been called many things. Maybe this is the first time it's been a kid. Could be. So like other adults have called it the terror verse or the dread zone, and he's just called it mm, scary no no place. <laughs> I, I almost wonder if he won't be the best nightlight that's ever been just because as a child he he's got the most vivid imagination of all the previous uh nightlights and can think up more stuff that he can use to help fight these creatures whereas an adult imagination might be more limited it's true i like that yeah yeah if i were in this role i would just be like mm, how about a gun <laughs> exactly I every time really it would just be gun. a gun Ah, but this time I have tentacles of ooze that will... Yeah, I do have a I gun, do have a gun. <laughs> Damn! What does this kid call this place? Yeah, the Fearverse. The Fearverse? Yeah, or the Fear Town. Or he could just Fear call it the darkness. There we go. What if he just, like, since he was wandering around, is surrounded by his worst fear, he just called it the darkness. I'll, I'll dig on that. Yep. The darkness. But it's it's been called many things before. What was the what was the Japanese word for fear, Tanner? Sorry. All right, that's definitely what the samurai called it. Okay. I'm down with that. Okay. Good job, everyone. I'm reaching over and I'm patting Tanner's back. Oh. Yep. And hey, I'm here too. Yep. Reaching over. Just one pat for you. Oh, well, I mean, it's, it's warm. But I'm good. <laughs> it's warmed up from Tanner's back. <laughs> Tanner's got that warm back. He's, a, he's got that warm back. <laughs> All right, dude. Is there anything else we want to we want to talk about this bad boy, or are we we good to wrap her up? I think so. That was that was great. I love this. Love you, Tanner. I'm waiting. <laughs> oh yeah, I, lo- I love you too. <laughs> okay, I'm just gonna play us out then. Um, so this has been issue number. Hey Drew, did, is there anything you wanted to say back to me and Tanner? Maybe. Yeah. I mm-hmm. mean, uh, you know, because we kind of put ourselves out there a little bit. But 
So this has been issue number 12 of Headline Heroes <laughs> featuring our new superhero, uh, the Guardian Against the Darkness, Nightlight. Uh, we wanted to take this time, as always, to thank Brett Jacobson for creating the art for our show. Also want to thank Carl Sorensen, who created the music for our show, and Carl's website, carljsorensen.com. Uh, we'll put that link, as always, in the description. If you have any articles you'd like to see us discuss, please email them to us at headlineheroescast at gmail.com or tweet them at us. That would be great. Our Twitter handle is uh, headline underscore heroes. Um, I preach this every week, but uh, I'll just keep it short this time. If you wanted to give us a review, whatever your rating system your device has or app has, that would be great. We'd much appreciated. So, yeah, we thank you for joining us and we hope you'll pick up the next issue of Headline Heroes. And I love you guys. Aww. Aww.